Hello, and welcome to Talkie Talk, the podcast with MediaBios.com. Joined here today on a somber note. Oh, this makes it sound like someone died. TJ is here. I mean, they did. Yeah, TJ did not die. TJ's here with me. Uh, we're here to talk about cell phone <laughs> notifications. Now it sounds like I'm dead, but I'm still here with you. Yeah, he's dead, but here. Uh, I'm recording on top of his corpse. No, we're here to talk about the uh, the final episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, episode 6 of Season 8. The uh, the whole shebang is what the episode is titled. <laughs> what is the episode title, actually? I'm a bad podcaster. The Iron Throne. Okay. Directed by uh, Benioff and Weiss themselves. Written by Benioff and Weiss. Um, and this is our, for all intents and purposes, this is our epilogue. Um, we kind of get a little wrapping up of the season of the, some major players, and then uh, credits. Yeah, it felt really divided. Like there was two episodes of a show. I'm a good podcaster. Nice. <laughs> um, but everything up until almost said full spoilers. <laughs> Anything up until uh, Danny's death felt like a continuation of episode five, kind of. Yeah. And then everything after that was definitely uh, an epilogue yeah. to the whole, you know, eight seasons of shit. Yeah, I can see why tonally they wouldn't want to add that, like, 20, 25 minutes onto the end sure. of last season, last episode, but I really did feel, like, theme appropriate that that's where it should go. Right. Um, and then kind of, like, this episode should have started with the three weeks later, with Tyrion waking up. Yeah. But... So, to do a uh, briefer recap than I've done before, it took me five to get these right, and this is the last one. Uh, the episode opens with uh, Tyrion walking through the rubble with Davos and John shortly behind. Uh, it's unclear to the viewer and to John and Davos what he's looking for, but then he tells them that he needs to go alone, and he makes it, basically traces the route that Jamie would have had to take to uh, escape with Cersei. Until he uh, uncovers uh, Magor's hold and starts clearing the rubble away, and sees Jamie's golden hand, um, uncovers uh, the, the 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 corpses of his of his brother and sister, yeah. um, and you know, kind of uh, gets super pissed off um, and really upset. Uh, I don't think that he actually thought that they would escape, but I think just seeing them really confirmed it. Um, you know, in an alternate dimension, then, you know, Euron wouldn't have swam like a dolphin to the King's Landing, and Jamie would have had plenty of time. Right. But not in this universe. So he sees that, and, um, you know, John is determined to talk to Danny in the meantime and starts climbing the steps to. I don't know what building that was. Yeah. Um, but. They, they look like the steps of the Great Sept, but that's only because that's one of the most important huge set of stairs. Right. Um, climbs up there. We get uh, one of the coolest shots of the episode. Um, Drogon extending its wings while Danny walks in the foreground make it look like she's got the dragon wings. Right. Um, it was really cool looking. And she comes out and gives an inspiring speech to the assembled masses of the Colossar and the Unsullied. Um, they're all just kind of waiting in this courtyard and uh, basically says, uh, you know, we, you helped me destroy my enemies like you promised. 
and I'll make you a promise. Our conquest isn't going to stop here. We're going to conquer the, the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole world will be freed, and we will break the wheel for everyone. So let's keep kicking some butt. Uh, John is standing there. He doesn't speak High Valyrian, uh, but there's no translation for Winterfell in High Valyrian. So she, he kind of hears her say, uh, like, Winterfell, Dorn. And, like, listing off all these places, and he's probably doing, like, the uh, math brain meme. Yeah. <laughs> trying to figure it out. Um, but then Tyrion approaches her and uh, very publicly throws away his pin uh, that he's the hand. Uh, his hand pin. Yeah. And uh, Daenerys tells, uh, uh, says that Tyrion needs to be taken away into a, the, the, a prison, into custody for freeing his brother. Um, again, you know, I thought I'd be better at this. I skipped a part, uh, you know, John either there or shortly thereafter, uh, or shortly before that, yeah. runs into Grey Worm, who's just going to execute, uh, prisoners of war. Lannister soldiers. Lannister soldiers. Yeah. Uh, Grey Worm is going to carry the execution himself. Uh, John physically stops him, and to which, uh, Grey Worm tells him, like, it's the Queen's orders, and Davos convinces John to go talk to Danny. Um, but after we've got the, uh, arrest of Tyrion, John kind of, you know, peeps his queen one more time and, uh, she gives him like a side eye and walks towards the keep and John follows after her, but then decides that he's going to go check in on, uh, Tyrion and they have a long, pretty terrific conversation, um, about bastards and broken things, um, and just kind of. You know, Tyrion kind of walks John through like his history and the history of Danny, and like why she has to be stopped. It outright asks him to to kill her. Yeah, um, says that it's hard for him to ask, and it's got to be even harder for John to think about it. Um, John kind of takes heeds his counsel and thinks about it, and seems like he's not going to do anything. And then as John's walking out. Uh, he tells Tyrion tells him like do you think your sisters are going to bend the knee right which gives him like pause um their conversation's pretty much over then and uh he goes to the throne room where Danny is she's admiring the throne um never sits on it which mm-hmm. is kind of a an irony that she uh the whole thing was to sit on the iron throne and never sits in it yeah because uh, John walks in and starts having a conversation. He's like, hey, Grey Worm was killing people and they, it was your orders. And she says, yeah, of course it was my orders. These people had the opportunity and they didn't embrace me as their leader. So they all have to die. You know, we, like, we'll have to rebuild the world from the ashes because, you know, no one's going to follow me using their broken system. Yeah, it explains very, like, a very narrow mindset on... Like, unless you're a slave, pretty much you're going to die. Yeah. If you've enjoyed... For everybody in the world. If you've enjoyed power at all in, in this system, you've been corrupted by or it. Or just freedom. Or freedom, yeah. Like... Your freedom wasn't ever earned. It has to be, like... You have to be liberated. Right. For it to count. Um, Would you realize there, like, oh, she's going to exterminate the planet. Oh, yeah. Much. She's going to exterminate the planet. It's going to be relentless. 
they have like a, a the most foreshadowy conversa- conversation I think that any two characters have had, except if like Shireen would have said like I like playing with fire, right? Um, where she basically asked John like like wouldn't you uh, kill for the right thing? Wouldn't you like do whatever it? If someone you love betrayed you. Would you do the same thing? Yeah, haven't you done it before? Which he has. So. Yeah. They kind of have a nice uh, family reunion there with between aunt and uh, nephew, and they smooch a bunch the way you do at family reunions, and then uh, he stabs her with a dagger and kills her. Um, Amelia Clark is funny. She's she was saying that like, you know, she like hasn't sat well with her that you know her character goes through this, but she says that the one thing that she does really relish is that. Um, you know, her last pitch to John is one of like, love me and we'll do this together. And, you know, it was kind of a, like a innocent romantic pitch for John. She says that the one thing that's kind of consoled her is that, that that's how Danny started was that she had, you know, dreams of being a princess and a queen. Um, and before she knew kind of the brutality of the world, like wanted to find a husband who would rule with her, who... You know, not overly romantic as a child, but still, you know, some some whimsy in her life. Right. And you get kind of a glimpse of that, but, you know, it's clear that John has to defeat the queen who is going to destroy the world. Right. Um, so Drogon shows up and uh, uh, doesn't attack John, but melts the Iron Throne. Melts all the swords into just a pile of molten iron and... Scoops up his mama and flies away. Brent sent me a hilarious tweet last night, which was, Dragon's either the smartest dragon in the world, and he melts the Iron Throne and knows that, like, the corruptness of that is what destroyed his mother. Yeah. Or he saw the dagger. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Saw the dagger in uh, Danny and looked at the Iron Throne, and he was like, oh no, chair monster kill mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a, you know, as much as I, I bitch about, like, how the internet has been moaning about this season... There have been some pretty great memes that have come out of it. Um, I don't mind making fun of the shit. Oh, no. I mean, if it's... Like, nothing is above reproach. Right. Like, even people who, like, love the show think that there's, like, stuff that should be better. Right. But that is, real quick, I want to interject. My first, like, real question of the episode is... I think me and you both felt, we watched it together, and both felt that, like, there was a chance, maybe, I think Alf agreed that... Drogon was going to burn John, and John was going to walk out and be an unburnt. Yeah. Pretty much. Do you think we kind of got that anyway with what happened? I mean, yeah. Maybe. Kind of like the dragon just like, like maybe can't kill a Targaryen or, or, or something there. Or, or chooses not to, because if you think about it, John is the last Targaryen. Right. There is no other Targaryen who's alive. You know, the three eyed raven is dead, uh, the maester. At Castle Black is dead, so it's pretty much just him. So, so Drogon and John, or I guess Aegon the third, fourth, fourth, Aegon the fourth yeah. is his real name. Uh, those are those are the only two like dragonborn that there are. Right. So I think that that maybe it was a, a reflection on the kinship that the two of them had, which made him not do it. Um, like a nature and nurture also because. John has ridden Rhaegal. He's, you know, been down with the dragons. The dragons have sniffed him and been like, all right, you cool. Yeah. So, 
I'm not sure why, but yeah, it would have been kind of neat if, if we had that. Um, uh, yeah. But, um, I don't know. Almost, you, you almost want that to be a special thing for, for Daenerys. Right. Um, you know, because there's, even if it's not her being a Targaryen that makes her unburnt, there's still, you know, a possibility that, like, the warlocks in Karth, like, did something, or Miri Mazdur, uh, when she, like, retrieved the stones from the funeral pyre, that, you know, like, that is where she's able to do yeah. it from, like, the blood magic. I guess it could have been Karth. Because she walked out of the dragon egg pyre before Karth. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, good point. Yes. Um, but, yeah, thought, thought that could be something that happens, but it was... It was cool seeing that was that was people online are saying like that was some of the best CGI of Drogon. Oh my god, man! They saved up some money because it was getting a little worse this season yeah. at times. Uh, the fire especially looked a little weird sometimes yeah. this season, but they saved up for episode six. It was great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we've got uh, that, and then we see Drogon kind of fly off to the east because that's the only direction that the water is. Uh, with Danny and his claw, uh, he doesn't drop her in the ocean, uh, like one <laughs> video hilariously portrayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then we get a fade to black, uh, and it resumes, like I mentioned earlier, with uh, Tyrion waking up uh, on the floor of his like holding cell, and Grey Worm is coming to grab him to take him towards uh, the Dragon Pit, where there is a council of uh, basically world leaders. Yeah, you get three people from the Vale, including Robin Aaron, uh, the new leader of Dorne. Yep. Uh, Yara and one other person from the Iron Islands. Yep. Then Davos, uh, Brienne of Tarth, mm-hmm. um, the three Starks yep. that are left. Sansa Bran Arya. And the Tarleys. And you also have um, uh, the Tullys. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, not the Tarleys anymore. That's right. It's you've got Samwell for yeah. the Tarleys, and then oh, you also have Gendry Baratheon. Oh uh, right, who's uh, I guess Lord of full ass Gendry Baratheon. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so uh, you know, Grey Worm brings him there, and they basically have a discussion about like, what should we do with Tyrion? You know, Grey Worm says that the Unsullied want to kill him, and and John and John, who isn't brought out to this council. Um, and that, uh, and, you know, they, they basically suggest that the king should decide, and they were like, well, we don't have a king, we haven't figured that part out yet, and, uh, Tyrion basically goes, there's no time like the present, let's do it now, and does a little soft shoe, gives a speech about how, you know, like, like, we represent the major houses of Westeros, you know, I say we vote, and everyone's stories are the most important, so... Let's pick the guy who knows all of them, and basically Let's picks, pick God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically picks Bran. It's not without two moments of comic relief. Sam stands up and it's like, "Why do we get to decide? Why don't we let all the people decide?" Yeah. Which everyone like laughs at him, including like Sansa. Yeah, like, it's not. Yeah, like, hey, you like, moron! People are stupid. Yeah, like I, I like to think they threw that in to make fun of the uh, the, the haters of the show. Um, yeah. Then. Uh, 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 Brendan Tully, I think it is. That's the Tully. Yeah. Uh, oh no, because it was Brendan Waters. I forget that guy's name. Oh, you're right. Jeez. Edmure. Edmure Tully. Maybe. Uh, or that's Kath. Whatever. The Tully. 
who who Jamie used to take River Run without uh, sacrificing a single life. Yeah. Uh, stands up and is and is like, well, I think that I'd make a good king. And Sansa's like, yo, uncle, sit down. Yeah. Like, good try, but <laughs> you were basically, like, captured and then, like, out of the picture for everything that just happened. Right. You weren't anywhere near King's Landing and you weren't anywhere near Winterfell, so... Right. Like, you hid in your castle, you pansy. Right. So, uh, they go around and they, uh, they all vote. Um, and they vote for Bran. Everyone says yes to Bran. Uh, Davos says, I don't think I have a vote, but I'll vote yes. Other people were still bitching about that today. Why was he there? I don't know. He, they called it out on the fucking TV show. Man. Yeah. Uh, but everybody says yes except Sansa. Yeah. Who's like, hey, bro, I love you, but there has to be a Stark in Winterfell, and the North's tired of being ruled. And we're going to be an independent kingdom. And Like we were for... Yeah, Ever. for thousands of years, yeah. and and she says, and that's that. Like basically, like there's no consideration, right? Um, which makes sense if you think about it, because Grey Worm earlier had said, like, you know, we refuse to like have this conversation about Jon Snow, and she goes, there are thousands of Northmen surrounding King's Landing, right? So like at this point, if Sansa says like, hey, the North is going to secede, it's not like anyone could be like, yeah, but right, because the North could still take a very weak King's Landing. Um, and the Unsullied might just, like, kind of step to the side and go, like, we don't give a shit anymore. Right. Um, but yeah, so, so Bran the Broken is declared the king of the Six Kingdoms. King of the Six Realms. Yeah. So I guess he wins? Yeah, I mean, well, it's fun, right? Because he didn't want it. And the, yeah, that exchange. So right after that, he names Tyrion his hand. Yeah. Um... And Tyrion gives this big speech about how he doesn't want it and how half the world hates him because he followed and advised Daenerys and the other half of the world hates him because he is, like, assassinated her. Yeah, helped kill her, yeah. So, and, and, and Grey Worm's like, yeah, you can't make him your hand. That's not punishment enough. Right. Um, but he is. And he, he works. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Bran says... Uh, I don't want to be king. Yeah, well, no, he, <laughs> he says that... that that uh, Graham says that's not just, and he says, it, "Well, it is because he's going to spend the rest of his life fixing his mistakes." Yeah, um, which is kind of neat. Yeah, um, and then uh, they say, "Well, what about John?" And then they fade to black, basically. Yeah, um, and then once we we fade back in, um, there's a conversation uh, between. Uh, Tyrion and John. Pretty much the reverse of the, what we got earlier. Tyrion's walking into the cell to visit John now. Yeah, John's disgusting facial hair. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and tells him, like, hey, you're going to join the Night's Watch. And and he remarked what every fan did. He goes, like, the Night's Watch is still a thing? Yeah. And, you know, Tyrion delivers his trademark line. The, the, the We will always need a place for bastards and broken things. Um and that's pretty much that for their conversation. Yep. Um, you cut then to uh, John walking down the street. Looks like he's had a little bit of a shave. Um, and he passes by Grey Worm. The Unsullied are... Uh, Grey Worm tells his number two. Uh, I guess I'll call him like White Inchworm. Uh, <laughs> but Torgo Nudho tells his number two that, uh, that they're going to go to Noth. Set sail for Noth. Yeah, they're going to kind of fulfill uh, Masande's last wish, and they're going to go kind of, not civilized, but they're going to try and take some of the some of the war away from Noth. 
Um, stop the slaving. Anyway. Yeah. Probably, probably continue to release slaves in the rest of the world. Um, and then John uh, meets up with two other crows, and uh, as they're walking towards the uh, to the boat that's going to take him up north, uh, we've got one. This is basically our like our goodbye to the Starks. For the, for the four Starks. So three and a half Starks. Oh, because Arya is so small. Yeah. Uh, Brain can't look. <laughs> no, I was like, at first I was like, wait, is he making a disability joke? No, you're making a joke about how he's like hardly a person because his brain is broken. Um, I'm making a joke actually about how John's not a Stark. Okay. He's not a half Stark. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like kind of a, a big brother, little sister, kind of like, hey, you toughen up, Sansa. You show those Northmen. You know, she agrees and she says that that. You know that she's that she's ready for it, and she's gonna kick some ass. And then you get, I think, the most sentimental moment of the show, at least in my opinion, is the the tearful goodbye between two characters who have been basically the strongest willed of the whole series. Really good acting by Maisie Williams in that scene. Yeah, sure. she knocked it out. Yeah, and she basically reveals to everyone then and there that she has no intentions of going back to Winterfell. Or staying at King's Landing. Or staying on Westeros. Right. And she's going to basically get a crew together and she's going to sail west. She's going to keep going west because that's where all the maps stop. Um, and she's just going to go like Arya the pirate. Um, she be a dope pirate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, John kneels down and talks to Bran and he says some spooky shit to him. And uh, yeah. John's off. John's off. Up, to, up north. Uh, we get one more scene of like of, of importance, and it is the small council that has finally formed. Yeah, I think it's implied that there's probably a couple weeks afterwards uh, after John sets sail, and uh, you've got Tyrion kind of rearranging the chairs. Uh, I didn't realize that all the chairs had like a symbol for who's supposed to yeah, sit there on the back of them. Cool. Um, but uh, he sits down, and then people start walking in, and you've got Davos, Bronn, and uh, and Samuel Tarly. And uh, Brienne walks in with uh, with with Bran later and and Podrick, um, but uh, yeah, it looks like uh, Bran has made Davos the master of ships and ports and trade. Uh, Bronn is master of coin, which I think there's no more suitable role for him. Yeah, someone who's been obsessed about and who's been talking about like how much more he can get paid for things and running down bad debts. Right, I think he's a great stand-in for Littlefinger. Uh, probably less effective in the long run, but right. you know. Can't you can't draft a superstar at every position, right? Um, and then uh, Grand Maester Sam Tarley has been made Grand Maester. Yeah, um, I like to presume that the conversation in the Citadel went something like this. He told the Archmaester, like, "Hey, so uh, you know how you said that uh, all those like ice zombies didn't exist? Well, they did, and now the king is a magician. <laughs> so I'm in charge now, asshole. Also, that thing that's killing everybody that you can't cure, yeah, pretty easy to cure. Yeah." <laughs> You, you just, it's just, you just have, it's just, like, debridement, it sucks, and it smells bad, and it's real gross, but, like, you don't even need to be a doctor, you just need a knife. Right. Um, surprise someone hasn't figured that out yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, so they kind of, you know, do a little comedy routine of, of, you know, getting used to each other and the growing pains, and then, uh, yeah, and then Brienne walks in, she's now been made, uh, uh, captain of the Kingsguard. Decked out in like all gold, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, with uh, Bran, uh, you know, pushing up, and he says, "It looks like we don't have 
a master of uh, whispers, laws, and war. And, you know, they kind of go about their business in a really boring way, which yep. is the suitable end to, um, you know, the, the, the politicians who were in the scene. Right. Um, yeah, I guess you also get a little nod of uh, Podrick is now part of the Kingsguard as well. Yep, and he has been made a knight. Yeah. She calls him Sir Podrick. He's kind of a... Looks like he's going to kind of be, you know, to Bran what Brienne was to Sansa. Just kind of the... Yeah. His handler, kind of. Right. Protector and handler. Yeah. Personal consort. Yeah. Um, So then we kind of get closing moments of the show. We get a little bit of a montage. For the... yeah, from the big three. Yeah, it gets it gets kicked off first with Brienne writing in the uh, book. Um, this is a, this is a book that it kind of showed Tyrion walking past when he walked through the Red Keep the first time, and then uh, she's writing in the book that kind of details all of the heroic deeds of the Kingsguard, and she flips to Jamie's page, where the last entry is by probably I'm guessing like Marin Trant. Yeah. Uh, but like someone who basically the like Kyburn, maybe yeah it could be yeah. but someone basically like writing like shit in it right um, just like a brief sentence about like uh, like and then Jamie took the city after his after he freed his brother and betrayed his queen right and uh, so so Brienne kind of writes this like really sweet and accurate kind of retelling of what. Uh, what Brian's been doing for the best. With Jamie, yeah. Yeah, what all, Jamie's all, been doing for the best. All of Jamie's accomplishments, yeah. including, like, the only reason I remember the River Run thing is because she writes that in there. Managed to take the castle of River Run during a siege without the loss of a single life. Right. Um, and kind of struggles when she's writing the last line of what to write and writes very kindly that, like, attempted to uh, prevent the destruction of King's Landing by uh, escaping with the... By, like... Being honorable to his queen or something along those lines. Well, the last lines. line was he died protecting his queen. Died protecting his queen, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, then you get kind of uh, a montage at the end. Um, I was really hoping that uh, you, you freaked me out when you were like, wait, was the last line in the show Tyrion at the small council saying, I once brought a jackass and a honeycomb into a brothel? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's the second to last line. Yeah. <laughs> Winterfell really saved us because it shows... Sansa sitting with a dope new uh, crown. Yeah. Uh, and throne. And throne. With the Northmen all chanting Queen in the North. Yeah. Uh, it shows Arya. She's got her boat and she's already on the water. Sailing west. It says John uh, riding north. North of the wall. Yep. Meets back up with Tormund and Ghost. Gives uh, and a shit ton of wildlings. Yep. Gives Ghost his pats. Which everyone was demanding after uh, he discarded him. So thoughtlessly. When they ride north with the gate at the wall of Castle Black, closing behind them. Yeah. Um, so kind of like a whatever you want to happen at yep. that point. It's, uh, I don't know, it's it's interesting. I, I think, I mean, you talked for a little bit, minutes after the show ended, but I think he's just gone. Yeah. Um, he's got nothing going on there. The, the show ends, by the way, kind of poetically about where it started. Well, it looks very similar. Yeah. To where it started, which is north of the wall in, like, some, not thick woods, but, like, sparse rides. Um, but, yeah, he's riding north, and I and I feel like he's going to, I mean, once you go up there, they don't, you, what's the rule? He can't own land, he can't take a wife. Yeah. Up there. Right. Shit doesn't matter. It's also the thing he wanted to do in season one, episode one. Right. Was join the Night's Watch. So. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, a lot's changed since then, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you could think of him as like maybe he is still a part of the Night's Watch and he's just going to range up north for as long as he can. Yeah, because what's the Night's Watch do now? They don't have enemies in the Night King or White Walkers and they're not enemies with Wildlings anymore. I mean, they're basically like Border Patrol. Yeah, but with nobody, would like Wildlings want to come through? Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just make sure you've got your, like, your passport. (laughs) Which is and your passport is just like well, how many human bones do you have on your bone shirt? <laughs> if you if you have more animal bones than human bones, then you're good. Also, like yeah, did you help defend Winterfell from all the zombies? <laughs> yeah, you can come back. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that there was a chance that he's just going up north to help resettle the wildlings. Yeah. Um, after the uh, you know the devastation of the Night King's army, which. Killed everything. Right. Um, you know, it's still like deep, deep winter up there. Yes. Um, but they do make a point of giving you a panning shot up from the snow. Uh, and it shows a, a green plant kind of growing through the fresh powder. Yeah. Um, so there is there is a a, a a hope for, you know, the, the north not to be a frozen tundra anymore. Right. Um, but... That's it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I left out the part where uh, George R. R. Martin and uh, asked Benioff and Weiss to write him in to the uh, to the show, where Sam Charlie slams down a book and goes, "Hey, look! I made a book of everything that happened." It's called A Song of Ice and Fire, <laughs> and you're not in it, you dick. <laughs> uh, that was the cheesiest moment by far to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but but I didn't care because I was kind of grinning ear to ear at that point anyway. Just seeing the council back together is. Fun. Yeah, not back together, but a new council. Right. This the small council is no longer just like a necromancer and like the the queen regent. Right. <laughs> um, and, and a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like not a lot of twists and turns. Uh, I think it played pretty straight. Um, most surprising thing probably is Bran getting picked as the king. But when you stop and think about it, he's the Vegas favorite. Yeah, he's been the Vegas favorite since, like, the season, before even the season started. Yeah, and once you saw kind of what was happening, it really didn't make sense for it to be anybody else. Yeah. I mean, your only big players were really John and Sansa. Right. And John took himself out of the running, and it just didn't make sense. Sansa's, you know, she got out of that, uh, like, kind of I hate Winterfell phase. Yeah. And it's her home now. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, she's. I I don't think that she would be as well accepted in the South. I don't think that Bran will be like super well accepted until people are like, oh my God, he knows little literally everything. Right. Like he knows that I masturbated last night. Right. Um, as long as it was in the in the woods. <laughs> uh, uh, and also like her experience with like all like other people trying to take the throne has all been like fucking awful. Right. Um, you know, the the North has never betrayed her, um, aside from their, like, fleeting fancy with John being king of the North, but she supported that. Right. So, yeah, that's, you know, it, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense if you think about it that way. I know that, that people are upset because they're like, why? Why does this guy who doesn't want it, why does he get to be king? And I think that's the point that George R. R. Martin's been making all along, is that there are no good guys and bad guys. Probably the same way there are no like people who deserve to rule and people who don't. Like if you think all the way back to like the Clash of Kings era of the show, like 
if you actually sit down and you like try and map out who has the best claim to the throne, like between Rob Renly Stannis, uh, Joffrey, and I forget who the fifth king was, um, but like they all have like reasonable claims. Oh, no, it's not Danny, but but include Danny in the mix, and then knowing now what you know about John, include John, like you know. At the end of the day, it's just kind of who takes it. Yeah. Like, lineage doesn't matter as long as someone takes it. The whole point of, like, whose right it is to take the throne is just, like, who the people decide to get behind. Yeah, I guess that's one part we did leave out, too, of the council decided Bran, Tyrion pitched it as a benefit that Bran can't father any children. Right. That, that you know, the rulers of the Six Kingdoms will meet there um, when Bran dies and they'll pick somebody else. Yeah, and that's and he and he told Grey Worm he was like, and you know what? This is exactly what Danny was talking about when she said break the wheel. So like, your queen will be happy. Yeah, um, she kind of gets what she wanted uh, at least on the Westerosi continent. Right. But yeah, but so with 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 all that said, you know, like the the story's been about like the fallibility of man and how there is no such thing as a good man who only is capable of doing good things. Um, and if there is that person, then bad things happen to him. Like yeah, we've had one. See Ned Stark. Right. Uh, see Jon Snow. Right. Uh, before he was murdered by the Night's Watch. Right. Um, and sometimes there are no decisions that have a good choice and a bad choice. Sometimes they're they're just two bad things that have to happen. Uh, but it's a trade off. So taking like your first trial run, being a guy who can't create a dynasty and who doesn't feel emotion and just chooses what's best for the people, you know, it almost would have been. Like, understandable if Varys was still standing there, if they picked Varys. Yeah. You know, someone who's just done everything that he could because he's, you know, of his benevolence for people. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's the one big surprise. I guess the other one would be that, that, that Dan- who Danny was killed by. Um, you know, you knew when the episode started who it was going to be just based on where they had characters. Right. Um, you know, Arya was going to go do the deed. She was going to go kill Danny. Um, kind of sneaks up on John like a ninja yeah, again. Yeah, creepy. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, John is like, nah, I'm going to do it. Or not, I'm going to do it, but... Yeah. Basically, like, go home. Like, get I'm out of here. I'll meet you outside the gates. Yeah. You need, you need to get out yeah. of here. Um, this could go real bad for Starks real fast. Right. Um, yeah, fitting ending. Yeah. And really well shot, really well done. And, uh, you know, I don't mind the way the arc's completed. I mean, I totally get that thing that was probably going on, that I thought was going on in Danny's head the whole time. It was just like, I can liberate. And when you have that much power, and you see yourself as a good person, like, which is not everybody, and I think the show did a pretty good job of defining that, right? Like, I don't think Cersei thought she was good. No. Um... Joffrey, like, did, definitely didn't consider himself good. He, you know, didn't consider anything. So, Danny thought she was a good person, thought she was doing the right thing. I mean, when you have that, I mean... Right. You know, why stop? Yeah. Especially because she she feels as though her job is done in King's Landing. Right. So, like, you know, if... It's, it's interesting, though. I mean, it, it shows her ignorance, right? That's always been an Achilles heel for her that Tyrion's pointed out. If she doesn't know Westeros, 
Like, if she would have flown south to Dorne and she was like, you've got a prince, well, I'm going to murder him. People in Dorne would have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, we've seen her rule in peace times once. She was bad at it. Yeah, she let Varys and Tyrion do it, and then they were pretty good at it. Right. Um, and I'm guessing that Dario has been fine. Yeah, I mean, like I said, she left him in charge and we hadn't heard anything. Yeah, I mean... Maybe there's no ravens in Marine. But yeah, I mean, you can't have your sister come and be like, hey, your dragons are killing like my family and my like way of life. And her just be like, they're dragons. Yeah. You know? You can't Dracarys every problem. Right. Um, except for like marshmallows. <laughs> um, every problem, marshmallow. Yeah. You can only Dracarys marshmallows and peeps, which are just different marshmallows. <laughs> Cuter ones. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think it, it, it was a fine ending. I mean, in a show that doesn't have one main character and you you do have to resolve so many... You're, you're not resolving a state in Game of Thrones. I mean, a, a character or characters in Game of Thrones. You're resolving a state of crisis. Right. So once that had its resolution, it kind of doesn't matter to me what happens to the characters. Right. Like, I want good things to happen to characters that I like and bad things to happen to characters I don't like. But after Danny dies, there's no like characters that I don't like left in the show. Right. Um, you know, I feel like everyone gets their comeuppance uh, before the last fifty minutes of the se- series, and from there it's kind of you know meeting on the shores and Frodo telling his friends goodbye, and everyone kind of splitting off and going in separate ways and saying like we're never going to see each other again except for like the small group at the the council. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, um, so I'm 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 totally fine with how it ended. Yeah, me too. Uh, the season was good. Felt rushed, but this last episode felt like it took its time in a way that it, I appreciate. It did. It felt the. I mean that you know enclosed. It felt the least rushed of the season. Yeah, for me, uh, maybe besides episode two, which is probably still my favorite. But last night's up there. Yeah, it was a really good episode. Yeah, I thought. I wonder if I win our little poll because I think the, the the one of the questions in that huge questionnaire we did was who wins Game of Thrones. Sansa did have the last... Was, well, I think the question was who sits on the Iron Throne. And the answer is nobody. And that which was my answer. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, doesn't it kind of count? Well, I guess nope. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't call it the Iron Throne if it's Bran. Right. Or not, not Bran, but if, if it's someone who's selected. Right. Because the Iron Throne is the Regency, and the Regency and monarchy is gone. Right. As much as you could say, like, well, Bran's the king of Westeros now, so he sits on the Iron Throne. It's like, yeah, no, he's... also not, though. I mean, Westeros split. Yeah. He sits on the Wooden Throne, and he's like, this throne came with its own wheels to break. Like, I'm cool with it. Right. But, yeah, I'm kind of out of things to talk about for Game of Thrones. Um, Yeah. Really looking forward to not talking about Game of Thrones for a while until we kind of get spinoffs. Yeah, and we might do this again. Yeah. Uh, little one-offs on uh, deep dives kind of into shows. If there's something worthy, and it doesn't have to be Game of Thrones level hype. I mean, yeah, we can't. everything can't be lost in Game of Thrones and its level of water cooler talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not in its how great it is, but... Right. Like, Breaking Bad didn't have what Lost had. It was obviously a superior show. Yeah. But Lost was something you talked about every day, every time you saw anybody, if they saw it last week. And Game of Thrones is the same way. Yeah. Um, and again, we might not pick something that's super water cooler talk next time, but... Yeah. I mean, our our big water cooler show, the last time we did something like this was uh, Leftovers. Leftovers. Yeah. And Leftovers, 
that was mostly just because Leftovers was a fun show to speculate about. And I think Game of Thrones is too. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a, a similar through line with Lost. Right. Is that, you know, the speculation was almost as much fun as the, the unfolding of the events. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious to know if there's any shows on the horizon. Not that we're going to, like, ink this in, but... Yeah, I mean, speculation might not be as big of a deal in one that I'm really excited for because I've read the books and love the books. But uh, His Dark Materials is coming on HBO in 2019, that's the release date right now. Yeah. So probably at the end of the year, I'm guessing. Um, I'm guessing after they get done with Westworld, is my, my guess. Well, that's the thing. We actually got a trailer for Westworld Season 3, which was neat. It didn't It didn't really... Um, you know, HBO tweeted out beforehand, and uh, I know that Evan Rachel Wood was on Instagram posting basically a teaser for it. Um, but yeah, we got a trailer. It looks like Aaron Paul is going to be like the new main character outside of Evan Rachel Wood. Right. Um... So, in, in, in a trailer that did not look like a Westworld trailer. Yeah. Um, and that's got a release date of 2020. Okay. So, they're going to they're so gonna, gonna let those materials breathe. will probably be done before that one. Yeah, I'm guessing the first season of that, which you said that you read about, it's going to be eight episodes per season. Yeah, they've already, the thing I'm excited about, they already extended it, HBO did, for a second season. So, it got screened to the big wigs at HBO, and they said, yep, that's what we want. Do it again. Nice. So... Um, it's got big names behind it and in it, obviously. Lemon Well Miranda, I guess for those who don't know, is playing, uh, I don't know, what I would consider like the fourth or fifth build character in the series. He's like the Sky Pirate, right? Uh, yeah, he's the friend of the girl. Yeah. yeah. That's not the bear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, so, so is the first season going to be Golden Compass, second season Amber Spyglass? From what I've read, I mean, they could do whatever they want with it, but they were saying like we wouldn't go more than three seasons. That's, you know, what... What the series allots. Right. Is we can do that in 24 episodes. Yeah. 24 hours. Um, well, kind of getting away from shows like, you know, Westworld, where we don't really know the direction, but is kind of just off on Bizarro Planet. Right. And then shows like uh, His Dark Materials, which, you know, we kind of know it's it's between the covers of three books what's going to happen in the show, right. most likely. Right. Um, we've also got The Mandalorian. Which is going to be the Disney Plus. Come out in whatever that is, October? Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to drop all at once, I think. Uh, yeah, from what I've read, The Mandalorian is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they could, like, The Handmaid's Tale is wildly popular. You know, the ratings are really good on it, and it does the weekly release. Right. Um, on Hulu. So that could work. Um, yeah, and all, all we really know about that is it's going to be a serialized Star Wars story about. Some, and that's pretty much it. You said what I knew. Um, we also got something I'm super excited about filmed a mile away from where we're recording right now, but the Watchmen series on HBO is also uh, it, it, the way that I kind of read the trailer, and I could be wrong, but it looks like it's um, maybe like 10 years, maybe 20 years after the events of the uh. After the eighties, after the end of I was gonna say the first, after the eighties. Like, I'm not sure if it's after the events of that. Um, only because Osmandius is kind of done either way, and Jeremy Irons sitting there looks a lot like Osmandius. Yeah, in that trailer. If if he's not, they fucked up <laughs> by making him look too much like a character that exists. 
I mean, but that's 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 kind of the the template for Watchmen is that Watchmen has never shied away from like a an individual declaring themselves like uh, like I'm Silk Spectre two. And just like deciding that they are the second incarnation of a hero, the hero. Oh uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I mainly mean more that he looks like Adrian Veach than he looks like Ozymandias. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, he just looks like that character. But if it's alternate timeline, I mean, hell, they already—that's what the fucking story is. Yeah. So and and it is. I am curious to know if they're going to follow the uh, alien ending or the uh, nuclear bomb ending uh, from uh, Watchmen the movie with the bombs and Watchmen the graphic novel for the alien. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, I'm interested in that. I mean, the trailer's got a bunch of, uh, they do all, like, the, the Doomsday Clock stuff with all of the Rorschach imitators. Yeah. It's got a very V for Vendetta vibe to it, which I don't hate. No. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited about that as a, as a fan of the comics. Uh, Another one that's kind of, like, flown under the radar, and it's probably not until, I would guess at the earliest 2020, maybe even 2021, is, uh, the King Killer Chronicles, which is a series of books written by Patrick Rothfuss, um, is getting a prequel, um, that is all about, so the main character in that is called Quoth, or Quoth. Right. I don't know how to pronounce QV is, you know, a sound. Um, and, uh, his, he was born to a, uh, to a mother and father who were part of, like, a bard's troupe who went town to town performing, like, minstrel shows and juggling acts and, like, fake magic. Yeah. Um, and so there's a, a prequel which is being, I think, directed by Lynn Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame uh, that takes place during uh, the lives of uh, his parents. So during, like, like following that troop around and just kind of getting into the uh, um, kind of the mythology of the Name of the Wind book series. So, Right. Um, also, another one if we're going that far ahead. I wonder how far ahead we can get. But I'm just saying that's full brain on it. Next, next, like that's a year and a half from now. In a year yeah. and a half, it'll be 2021. 2021, we're, we definitely are getting 2021 an untitled Lord of the Rings show too on Amazon. So that could be it's set in the second age of Middle Earth. Yeah, Earth. <laughs> so one of my trivia teams <laughs> can't say Earth anymore apparently. <laughs> um, but I mean that'll probably be it'll be a big deal whether it'll be good or not. Like, oh yeah, I mean, we know next to nothing about it except what I told you just now. Yeah. So. And then speaking of knowing next to nothing about a big fantasy series, having a, having a TV show that's not, you know, based on books, uh, we already have three deals with uh, oh, HBO. Right. To produce uh, uh, spinoffs. Yeah. From, not, not spinoffs in the sense that they're going to be like, and now let's take a look and see what Davos is doing as Master of Ships. Right. But like, I know that one that's been rumored is, is Duncan Egg. Um, you know, the short story that was written by Martin kind of about uh, Sir Duncan the Tall, kind of the rumored true father of Brienne of Tarth. Um, and then also, uh, supposedly, or not supposedly, but one in the rumor mill is that we'll get the actual Dance of Dragons that the title alludes to and kind of sh- talk about the Blackfire Rebellion and the Civil War, which ultimately split the Targaryens, um, you know, across like a line of like bastardy. Yeah. Um, which ends up forming the, the Golden Company and, like, all this stuff. Right. Um, and then some people think that showing Arya going west is they think that there's that there might be a chance that uh, people try and develop a show based on Arya Stark traveling west. I'd be in. I, I would be interested to know if, if, if she could carry that just by herself. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you do. Yeah, I mean, that would be interesting to know, but I don't think you have to... 
carry it yourself if that's what we're doing. You know what I mean? Right. But, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely down for, for more GOT. I'm also perfectly fine with it being over forever. Yeah. So. And, I mean, unless... Unless people get get together enough money so that they can remake the final season. Yeah. You know, there's... They, they just need a few million more uh, signatures on the petition. Uh, you know, this episode was the highest rated uh, episode of all series. Yep. Um, it had... Uh, people got to watch so they could bitch about it good. Yeah, it scored the highest on the Nielsen ratings. Um, you know, better than when the show's writing was the best, quote unquote. So, um, you've got you've got at least, uh, you know, 14 million signatures to get. So, 13 million more. <laughs> But I'm satisfied with the show just ending too. Yeah, it's great. I don't need anything else. When the books come out, I'll read them. If they come out, whoever they're written by, I'll read them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, more TV. TJ, if we could do an audible handshake, uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, we'll see each other again one day. <laughs> you can come visit me. I want I want you to, to pantomime driving a dagger through my heart now. <laughs> Pantomime works really well. Yeah, on um, podcast. Yeah, that's one thing we've learned doing this for uh, 250 episodes. Yeah. Well, you got anything else? Nope. All right. This has been Talk Talk Podcast at MediaBias.com. You can find us on Facebook at Movies Bias, TV Bias, Games Bias. You can send us an email at TheMediaBias.gmail.com. Send us a tweet at TheMediaBias. Please. Go on to your favorite podcast app and give us a rating. Give us one star. Give us five stars. Do whatever you want. Do your worst. I spend all my time talking shit about hypothetical people. I really deserve it. If we get a one star rating, people go, oh, look, Chris. Um, I still made fun of you again. Uh, <laughs> I want to give a special thanks to our intro music from the Willow Walkers. Willow Walkers. Q, Q. <laughs> and then a special thanks to the outro music by Boo Reefa. Boo Reefa. Thanks, DJ. Bye, grass. Kicking rocks down old dusty roads. Small town slowpokes long time ago. Kicking out records of all the things that I know. All the things that I know.